What's up, Anchor, and welcome to Ask for Awesome. This is Roberto Blake, and welcome to the call-in show. This is something a little bit different. I love having this call-in show on Anchor where I get to talk to you guys about creativity, hustle, life, and uh, what it's like just being a nerd. So uh, let's go ahead and get into some calls later today, but before we do, I want to talk about some stuff that's on my mind. Uh, And interestingly enough, despite not being a teenage girl, I've been thinking a lot about Jake Paul lately. And if you're anybody uh, in YouTube or social media, you probably understand why. Uh, In general, Jake and Logan Paul are crushing it. Uh, Last year, I actually got to like meet uh, Jake Paul for like all of like 30 seconds uh, because I was working with a marketing team uh, within Disney on some stuff. And we were at VidCon, and they were premiering a new show on Disney called Bizardvark, which he was the, one of the main stars of. And so it was interesting. And also we were both in the book Three Billion Under 30 by Jared Kleinert and also part of that YouTube web series. So I have a little bit of context here prior to Jake Paul really blowing up on YouTube. He was already crushing it on Vine. He was huge there with millions of followers. But I've been studying him because a lot of my friends who are actors and actresses, I've been telling them for the last year, study Jake Paul. He understands what building a brand as an entertainer is in the new world, in the new digital era. And uh, a lot of people were sleeping on it. A lot of people were skeptical. I think there are still people who don't understand what the hype is. And I get it. And you don't have to love his content. But I'm looking at him as a practitioner and I think that if you take a harder look at this young man and what he and his brother are doing what he and team 10 are doing you'll see some really interesting things if you study it academically the way that I do and I just find it fascinating so I just like love seeing new things I love seeing disruption in the marketplace um and so that's just what's been on my mind lately but I'm wondering what's on your mind what do you want to talk about today Hey, Roberto. My name is Brandon. I just found you through Anchor here, and I've subscribed to your YouTube channel, and I've been going through your videos. I really like them, and I think you have a fantastic channel on there, Um, and I really like your content here. I have a question for you regarding the uh, audio. Your audio quality is fantastic, and I was wondering, do you upload um, through the clipper on the audio that you put up there, or are you using a phone or device? Thanks so much, and I really enjoy your content, and congrats, by the way, you made it to the top 20. You'd mentioned that you were in the top 100, but it looked like you were at 17 when I am calling in here now, so congrats on being in the top 20, man. It's amazing. Brandon, thank you so much, and thanks for uh, listening to the show, watching the content, calling in, and thanks for being part of helping me get to the top 20 in Anchor, at least for now. Got to keep hustling to stay on that leaderboard. Yeah, in terms of audio quality... um, A lot of times when I'm doing the Anchor stuff, I'm using just regular earbuds and the mic from that. Right now, though, uh, my friends from Sennheiser sent me the Clip Mic Digital, which is um, powered by Apogee, and it is a um, lightning cable-based microphone, and it's actually pretty cool. Um, It is a lapel clip-on mic, so... um, you know, you have to worry a little bit about what that's doing with your clothes or your setup there, and you have to worry a little bit about uh, whether it brushes up against anything, but that's all lapel mics. I have to even deal with that when I go and do my stage talks. So um, that's the audio quality when I'm doing anchor stuff. 
when I'm doing my YouTube stuff, what I'm doing is I'm using a Sennheiser MKE 440 shotgun microphone that they sent me. I'm probably gonna buy a second one for my other camera. Um, so that's great. When I need to do stuff and I need to be very lightweight, um, on a mirrorless camera, I throw a Rode Video Micro on that. Uh, sometimes if I need a shotgun microphone for the phone, I use the Rode Video Mic Me. And right now my wireless system is the Rode Link Wireless Filmmaker Kit. I'm interested in actually comparing that to the Sennheiser Wireless Kit soon. My monitor headphones for doing my podcast are Sennheiser. And the microphone that I use for my uh, Create Something Awesome Today podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and all the places um, is the Audio-Technica ATR2100, which is really cheap. And I run that through an XLR cable into um, a Behringer mixer that's like $40. So that's like a $100 audio setup there. Um, my personal uh, speakers on my desk are Logitech speakers. So I use uh, quite a bit of everything, but uh, Sennheiser, definitely my favorite microphone brand. Rode has some convenient microphone rigs. Um, I also have a Rode VideoMic Pro, but I worry about uh, that because of the build quality a little bit sometimes. Um, and yeah, so that's uh, my audio gear. It's a lot of different audio gear, but I love it. I do all the things and I like them being in good quality. I like giving you guys a quality audio experience. Uh, so yeah, thanks for the question. Hey, Roberto, I have a question, man. I don't even know if this is the right way or place to ask it, but if you wanted to get some of your previously recorded podcast content up on to anchor how would you chop those segments up or what would you use to chop maybe a 30 minute podcast up into segments where you can upload it into anchor i know anchor doesn't allow but five minutes at a time but is there a specific program that you would use to chop it chop maybe a 30 minute cast up into five minute segments thank you bro your videos on youtube are very informative and your information on anchor is awesome um just keep doing what you do you have no idea how many people you're inspiring out there i love the creativity that's what i'm all about i'm not great at one thing but uh, you know I, I just dabble and dabbling sometimes is good enough for me peace this is a great question so you want to know how to chop up your existing uh content for anchor in terms of audio programs for the desktop the apps that I would use for that personally are uh, Adobe Audition, Audacity, or GarageBand. If you are like me and you love the Adobe ecosystem and you already pay for Creative Cloud, yes guys, I still pay for Creative Cloud. Um, you know, Adobe hasn't quote unquote bought me off, that's not why I keep plugging and promoting them, but Adobe, by the way, if you ever decide that you just want to give me my Creative Cloud, I'll take it. Um, anyway. The, um, so I use Adobe Audition to edit my stuff, but if I you know, needed free open source software, I'd use Audacity. If I already had it on my Mac or on my iPhone, I'd be using GarageBand, and that will um, do exactly what you need. There's also a few other like $15 programs out there, and I forget what they are, but usually that's the route that you can go, and it's easy to do. So uh, that's why I would look at, for you, Urban Views, also, um, yeah, I dig like being able to do a lot of different things. I, I do them, I concentrate enough in a short period of time on things to where I don't do them like quote unquote mediocre. I do a pretty good job there. I don't think like mastery, people don't even know what mastery looks like half the time. 
Most people in the marketplace can't tell the difference between 80 and 100, especially if there are zero at it. So I think that whole jack of all trades, master of none thing is rhetoric that gets overplayed because when someone can't do something at all, if you do it even halfway decently, you're a god to them. And I've seen that play out over and over again. And I think that people are talked out of a lot of money by listening to this whole jack of all trades thing. I think it's a mistake. Uh, you know, I understand there's there's room for specialization and it matters, but I'll tell you, honestly, as an entrepreneur, as someone that actually hires people now, not talking again as an artist, talking about someone who writes checks, often it's very rare that I need a specialist. When I do, it matters, but it's actually very rare. You have a better chance in the marketplace as a well-rounded generalist that can provide me the most value for the one paycheck that I'm going to cut every two weeks or every project or whatever, you have a lot better chance of getting more of my money being a well-rounded generalist that does a good job and is easy to work with than being a specialist that is hard to work with, thinks they know everything and wants to tell me as the business owner what to do. And what you'll find is a lot of people who have mastered a craft have not mastered how to handle um, their relationships. Now that's not, you know, everybody. But there is a such thing as mastery, sometimes creating a little bit of vanity and ego. Uh, I know from personal experience that when you're really good at something, sometimes it's easy to get a big head. And that happens to everybody. So, you know, uh, that's what I would say about it. Interesting questions, though. Hey, Roberto, I just heard a call in about your content being recycled on the timeline and the way you're looking to change that in the future. I just wanted to ask, have you ever heard of a website or service called meetedgar.com? It actually allows you to uh, stock up on all your content and basically reschedule that out on a like regular basis it's a pretty cool at pretty cool service i definitely suggest you looking into it as i think it would really help get your old stuff um out and recycle your content without you know just putting out the same five links or whatever you can like build a whole library and and re-promote some of your old evergreen stuff on your timeline, your Facebook, and all that sort of stuff. So definitely, yeah. Let me know if you've checked out, if you haven't. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's Jay Carter Ray. Forgot about that. Jay, thanks for the recommendation. Uh, really appreciate it. I have heard of Meet Edgar. My friend Amy Schmitauer actually put me on to Meet Edgar. And I have to take a look at I have to see if I feel like it's practical for the cost. But it's a good idea, especially since it can uh, help me with the evergreen content repurposing and do it without being repetitive. So I'm gonna take a look at it. Thanks. Hi Roberto, this is Babel from Germany and I love your videos and you have been an inspiration to me. And today I want to talk um, about, um, you asked uh, how you can uh, manage um, the problem if you get bored with your um, everyday stuff um, when you are a creative. So uh, if you are creative, there are two two type of people. It's a very rough uh, a picture. Two type of people, um, the creative ones and the less creative ones. And the creative ones, they never lose their creativity. It's always there. So you can trust that it's always there and will never leave you. And for the less uh, creative people, there are the creative ones like us like you are much much more than I am um, to teach and to guide and to inspire and that's a thing I trust in and this is my belief and I hope 
someone may be happy about to hear that. <laughs> Bye. Barbell, thank you so much for calling to the show. Glad to know that I have some fans over in Germany. Have never been, have always wanted to go. Love it. Um, love so much of the art and the architecture and a lot of things. Hear a lot of great things from friends over that are over in Europe. So, yeah, I agree that there are all types of creativity. I also believe that if you keep feeding your creative muscles, I think you don't lose your creativity I think that creativity is an investment and I think that people who struggle with it, they haven't been doing anything to um, grow their creativity and to sustain it. I think like anything else, it, it's like, you know, it's supply and demand, it's investment, it's what you put in is what you get out. And I really and truly think that that's uh, something that I've experienced and that that's real. And so I would definitely encourage people to find ways to feed their creativity, to read, uh, to listen to music, to dance, to go out, to experience new things, like go make love, like all of those things are going to trigger the creative centers in your brain and they're going to change you. And I think that part of being a creative is not being static, not being in a routine. I think it's about change. I think it's about embracing chaos and finding the beauty in it. Uh, at least that's how I view it. That's what my experience has uh, taught me. That's what uh, I've seen with other creators that I interact with. But thanks for the call. I want to take this opportunity to ask you guys um, a question. This is something that's on my mind a lot lately. Um, and that is, what is it that is holding you back? Like, I'm really curious about that. I love putting a positive spin on things, but I'm really curious as to what's holding you back. Because a lot of times in social media, I see people... Um, talk about the fact that, well, they're broke, so it's hard and everything like that. But we have all these free platforms that if you have a smartphone, you have something. I mean, this thing is a better camera than Spike Lee had when he shot Do the Right Thing. It's a better camera than most of the great European photographers had in, like, you know, the World War II era or even in the 70s. I mean, it's insane to me that you can't find something to do with the ability to create, especially the ability to create and commoditize content or information or your passion. We literally have people making six and seven figures talking about Star Wars or Game of Thrones right now, ladies and gentlemen, and it's because they used free platforms to build and scale. They either started a podcast, and now that's easier with Anchor. They started a YouTube channel. You could do that with your smartphone and a tripod. And, uh, and a $20 mic, and that's it. So, I mean, there are people, if you if your skill is like, you, you wish to be a photographer, but all you've got is your phone and everything like that, there are plenty of people, iPhoneographers are crushing it. You could go to the dollar store, buy a bunch of stuff, take stock photos and sell them to marketers like me and just create concepts by putting this stuff on a white table against a white wall and it costs you next to nothing and you can make some real money because I buy packs like this to do um, you know, graphics and thumbnails and artwork all the time. I buy stock photos. Like, there are ways to commoditize everything and anything right now and to go directly to the marketplace, cut out the middleman, and make money. You could write a book. You could write a novel on your smartphone. You could do that. You could write a poetry book on your smartphone. You could put together a cookbook with pictures using your smartphone. You could put together a YouTube cooking channel using your smartphone. I kid you not, and there are people doing it. So 
I mean, it's not that I'm saying, oh, anybody can do it. Yeah, you need ability, you need talent, you need skills, you need information. All the information is right there in Google and YouTube and Wikipedia and uh, free webinars. I'm giving away a ton of free content. I mean, so whatever you're trying to do, and not just me, I mean, if you wanted to learn Adobe stuff, you can watch um, Tutvid, Nathaniel Dodson, you could watch my friend Terry White, you want to learn photography, you could watch Jared Polin, Tony and Chelsea Northup, Matt Granger, um, Keith B. Dixon, so many people, it, you know, whatever you're trying to do, you want to learn audio stuff, you could check out Mike Russell, you, there's just so much, there's just so much out there, you want to learn Facebook ads, you got Amy Porterfield, I mean, you want to learn YouTube? You got me, Tim Schmoyer, Amy Schmittauer, Sonny Larduzzi. You have all these amazing thought leaders literally giving away for free what should be a like intensive college course that people would pay tens of thousands of dollars with to get a degree that will be outdated. So in an era where technology makes things more accessible, where technology, good technology, the ability to buy a professional camera is cheaper than it's ever been. I could have been a kid at 16, mown lawns, and got one of the top of the line cameras and started a YouTube channel if I were 16 today. If I was 18 and I was working a fast food job, I could have pinched my pennies as long as I don't have to pay rent, and I could have done, you know, that. It's like if I'm a college kid and, you know, sitting there in school for four years, I'm pretty sure then those four years, uh, of not paying rent and just you know taking worrying about my student loans, I could have built a real business and a real brand. Um, the information's there. There's so much there. There's so many books from like you know, um, Will It Fly with Pat Flynn, Crush It with Gary Vee, uh, Jab 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 Right Hook, School of Greatness with Lewis Howe. Howes. Uh, there's just so much. Never Eat Alone, Keith Ferrazzi. Learn about networking. Take advantage of the four years that you're in college and actually network. Conference crushing, crushing with Tyler Wagner. Just like go to conferences, volunteer for free, and then get access to the speakers that way. I mean, there's just so many opportunities and nothing has to cost that much money. And I just think that like people, the time they take to complain on social media or watch Game of Thrones or play a video game, is the same amount of time that could have been invested in going after what they want. And I just really want to know, what is the actual thing holding people back? Because my guess is that it's fear. Hello, Roberto. It's Claudia from Guatemala. And all I want to say is thank you for your, your awesome content in all your platforms like YouTube, Twitter, uh, Anchor, and especially on Instagram, uh, I've been reading all your words of motivation and hustle and keep working and creating awesome things every day and I really appreciate it and thanks for all your experience in all the topics that you are a master so thank you very much and have a great night Hey there, Clara again. I'm from Austria, by the way, because there was a woman from Germany. That was kind of cool. What I kind of wanted to say is that I think you're totally right. I think fear is the like 100% factor that keeps people away because I remember it kept me away. I wanted to start a YouTube channel about two years ago and I should have started then, but well, what can you do? <laughs> Just wanted to thank you once more for all of your YouTube videos that helped me pushing through and not quitting this time and keep doing it keep doing anchor station i love it i listen to it i'll follow you everywhere i'll stalk you all over <laughs> see you around
Roberto, you are correct. My entire YouTube station is done with nothing more than an LG G5 cell phone. Um, I seem to have hit a snag on my YouTube channel again. I can't crest the 200 subscriber mark, but I am about ready to hit the 11,000 view mark, which I am very satisfied with. And that I have to credit to you with telling me to change thumbnails and think more about titles and descriptions and also tags. Any other suggestions when a creator gets stuck on a, a hump, to, as it would be, to get past that? Your words are... Claire from Austria, thank you so much. Love your accent. Um, yeah, I agree that there's a lot that is um, fear-driven that's holding uh, people back. Um, I definitely appreciate you stalking me everywhere. Uh, please uh, keep it up, <laughs> especially here in Anchor. Um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with the platform. For me, it actually helps me break through even my anxiety about doing something or about getting it right or making it perfect. And I just really enjoy this platform. I enjoy how much fun it is. I enjoy um, the very casual nature of it. I enjoy the fact that it lets us have these conversations. I get to hear everyone's voice and I just really want uh, more of that. So I'm going to definitely uh, promote it more, shout it out more uh, and keep it going uh, because I dig it. And it's so easy to do this uh, pretty much day in and day out and just do it throughout the day or the evening when I've got nothing else going on as long as it's not too noisy. Uh, it might be harder when I'm traveling, but you know, um, no, I totally dig Anchor. Thanks so much for the call. Kevin, how's it going, man? Uh, so with your uh, channel, Kevin, you have something, like I said, that is pretty specific. And if you are at a hump in terms of your subscribers and it's hard to cross that threshold, take a look in your analytics at what has ever driven the most subscribers to your channel in the first place and try and make two or three videos like that and try and put them out in the next couple of days. And that will be very helpful to you if you are struggling and you can't get more subscribers or you see a decline, double down on what got you the most subscribers of all time out of any of your videos. Do something related to that. Not only because it's obvious that you have a large part of your audience that will pay attention to that, will watch it, will share it, um, but at the same time, you'll be able to pull from the related and recommended videos of your most popular video in that way. So that relationship between your existing content is very important. I think no one thinks about how their old content helps support new content. I don't think people are playing the game with that level of depth. And I think that that's definitely a mistake when it comes to YouTube. Um, so that's something that I think people could stand to get more strategic about is thinking of things in terms of playlist, thinking in terms of like supported content and like, you know, a high tide raises all ships. I think that that's definitely true. I don't think it's just a popular saying. I've seen it apply in the context of YouTube specifically and 
It's something that I think the smartest people on the platform already understand. And so I would definitely encourage you to pursue that. Also, I would try siphoning from other platforms that you have a presence in, Facebook, um, Twitter. I mean, if I were you, I would start a Facebook group around cleaning uh, businesses. And I would try and explain, I know that yours is a window uh, cleaning business, Kevin. I would like try and go a little beyond and just talk about cleaning related business topics and try and pull from that audience too, at least a little bit um, or every now and again. So, you know, I would do that, but I would also get into like very uh, attractive uh, things that people would look for, like how much money is there really in a window cleaning business? Like a lot of people don't know that. Um, and from my understanding, it can be substantial. Um, I know that window cleaning, power washing, and home cleaning businesses can do a lot of money if they uh, have the right target market. And I think a lot of people may not know that. So, you know, that's kind of what my advice would be for your channel, Kevin. Hey, Roberto, just want to call on about what's holding you back. You know, for me in the beginning, years and years ago, uh, one of the biggest things that was holding me back was disappointing others. Uh, I guess I was more worried about what others thought about me, especially my family, um, disappointing their, my family of not going the traditional route um, that they thought I should be doing when it comes to like the whole go to school, go to college, get your master's and then get a good job. Um, I went to school, got my master's, got a decent good job, but now I decided that I want to go out on my own. Um, that was several years ago, but that was one of the things that was holding me back. And, um, you know, when people are saying that I have no money, it's like, I kind of laugh at it because that just shows that they're just not resourceful or creative or willing to put in the work in order to make the money. So I'll take steps. All right, hope that helps. Hey, Roberto. I've been uh, viewing your content on YouTube for about two years now. And I just wanted to give you a big thanks for uh, just all you do on a daily basis uh, for the com creative community uh, and for entrepreneurs. Uh, you give a lot of hope, a lot of inspiration. Uh, you definitely give me the inspiration to uh, pull a trigger on a lot of things that I fear, like getting on camera or even downloading and starting uh, an anchor podcast. Um, don't exactly have a question, but um, well, maybe later on. But just wanted to thank you for uh, everything you do. Keep it up. Those were some awesome calls, and I think it speaks to uh, of an overall issue that most creative people have, which is um, it's not unreasonable to have fears of either not making money and being a starving artist. It's not unreasonable to have fears um, associated with your anxiety and you know being embarrassed or called out or not being good or not delivering or or even disappointing people in your life whether that's friends family significant others but the main thing is to not let yourself down as hokey and fluffy as that all sounds it's it's a real thing because you have to live with yourself and you have to be able to live with yourself day in and day out and even when i was doing things that might have made other people happy or be traditionally accepted i wasn't happy and i wasn't happy with what i was seeing in the mirror and that was making me uh, depressed and a depressed angry young Roberto used to lash out at people in his life and you know that wasn't great and that wasn't healthy um, and that wasn't creating a good experience for anybody so 
At the end of the day, if you take care of yourself, you'll be in a much better position to do right by other people. I found that by putting myself first, by prioritizing what I want, um, knowing and trusting that I'm a good person allows me the luxury of being a little selfish. I can be a little selfish without worrying about it because I trust at the end of the day that I'm doing right by people and that I have good intentions. And so by being able to trust myself, being able to forgive myself, it made me a better person. It made me able to uh, serve other people better by serving myself and making sure I had what I need so that I'm giving from abundance and not from scarcity. Because when you give from a scarcity mentality, when it's like you're trying to get blood from a stone, when you're, I'm doing the best I can and all anyone wants is more from me or, oh, I'm going to disappoint people. When you have that kind of mindset going on, when you give, it's from a place of anxiety and ultimately you end up resenting people and you end up blaming them for where you are in life. So, to avoid that, I think that people have to be able to have more self-awareness. I think they have to trust themselves. And I think that they have to respect their own intentions, their own desires, and understand that those things are not a negative. I don't care what anyone tells you. Um, your desire for greatness, your ambitions, your want, your passion is not wrong. It's not a mistake. As long as you're not doing it at the expense of other people, there's no reason for you to have any sense of guilt in going after what you really want because the alternative is nothing but regret. And so I would tell you that living with regret is the worst. And so I want to encourage you to not do that. Anyway, uh, that's the note. I'm going to leave this one on. Uh, guys, thank you so much for the support and anchor. Thank you for you know everything you guys uh, do to have my back. Thank you for being part of the Create Awesome community. And uh, more than anything, thanks for just being a part of this new show, Ask for Awesome. Thank you for the call-ins. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for challenging me to uh, think differently. If you want to uh, engage with me more, make sure you're checking me out at Roberto Blake and Instagram. I'm doing a lot of interesting things over there, so make sure you're checking them out. Uh, feel free to reach out in Twitter at Roberto Blake. And as always, you can find me on YouTube. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for calling in and asking for awesome. Take care.